With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Sugar Freedom Show, brought to you by SugarFreedom.com. I'm Katherine Gordon, and I'm your host. Today, our topic is plateaus. What I'm bringing to you today is my top 10 strategies for getting off of a fat loss plateau. So often, the very things that we do to get fat loss going in the first place are the same kind of things that we do to keep it going when we get to a stall. In other words, when you start a transformation program, that means that you're putting together nutrition and exercise and mindset, rest and recovery. You come to it fresh, you come to it excited, you're firing on all cylinders, or at least you're doing best to. And what often happens is we begin to lose some weight, we begin to change, fat levels start to lower, and things either get a little bit slippery or as we reduce our levels of body fat, we need to increase our levels of sophistication in order to keep fat loss going. Let me talk about that a little bit more in depth. Right now, I use the Army Body Fat Calculator, and that's a tool that I really want you to be aware of. Um, it uses height, weight, and measurements. It doesn't always use age, which I think is very interesting, because among my students and clients and readers, what we often see is women and men who are 40, 50, 60 and beyond who've maintained a, a good deal of muscle mass and who have been training for many years. Uh, and when you put in age as part of the calculator, a lot of times that skews the numbers. I really like the Army Body Fat Calculator. You can Google it and there's several calculators that are going to come up. At any rate, I took mine this morning and I am sitting right at 23% body fat, which is, you know, kind of a nice place to be. It's certainly very healthy. The Army would take me on at 23% body fat, uh, uh, male or female, actually. I think I would be able to get in at 23 Uh but the point is, is that right around 23% body fat, you're healthy, you're in good shape, I have a normal BMI, but it's right about as we come into 22 and 21 and even 20 that we start to see really fabulous definition in the arms and the abs. And for me, because I do tend to carry body fat in my legs, you start to see definition in the legs. So 23, 24, even 25, it's certainly perfectly healthy. We want to see body fat percentages in the 20s. We'd like to get you into the 20s if you're female. Uh, and then for the sake of a really great appearance, as we begin to get into the lower 20s, uh, we start to see some really wonderful definition. And then a lot of people in the fitness profession, they, even females, they want to be going for their teens. And uh, it, that is definitely something that a professional will want to do. It may be something that's in your goals. And I can also, as a transformation coach, I can help you with that. But the truth is, is my specialty is really getting you into the 20s, into the lower 20s. And uh, that is my area of expertise. So if you're stuck... <laughs> If you're stuck around 25, 26, 27, I am your gal. And even if you want to get uh, lower than that, I really, I just, I can't, 
Uh, I can't in good conscience recommend going lower than 18. Um, as we pass 50 and 60 and beyond, when we get into the really lower body fat percentages, we start to see slackening in the neck. We start to see um, the collarbones and the ribs be very visible in the chest. I, I just, it, that is up to you, but that's simply my aesthetic. So let's get to it. I'm sure that you are interested in knowing what those top 10 tips are. So I'm going to go through the top 10 tips. I'm going to go... Um, I want to get to everything within about 30 or 40 minutes today. And then I will be going back and I will be addressing each of these tips and each of these strategies separately in other podcasts and audios. So away we go. Number one, the first thing you need to do when you're on a fat loss plateau is take your measurements or get someone to take them for you. If you're going on a transformation journey, the scale is going to lie to you, but the measuring tape won't. You've got to get those measurements. If you don't have them yet, get them now. You can measure yourself or you can get somebody else to measure you. We'll start from the top to bottom. You're going to need your neck, your shoulder, your chest, your waist, your hips, your thighs, your calf, your arms, and your wrist. The Army calculators, um, all of them use at least the neck, the waist, and the hips. Some of them also use the wrist. You've got to get those measurements. That's the only way you're going to know you're actually on a fat loss plateau. There are other methods of taking body fat calculations. There's calipers, there's DEXA scan, there's water displacement. But if you want to be in control of your body fat assessment, if you want to be able to manage your body fat, really the measuring tape is the best method for you. It's easy to go get one. You can go to you know any major store that's got um, a sewing area and you get yourself a measuring tape and, and you can manage, you can be in control of this. The body fat caliper, you have to be pretty sophisticated with it. I work with it because I am a certified personal trainer, but I would much rather use a measuring tape and the army calculation. I'm much more confident than that than I am with the calipers. So get those measurements first. Number two, so that's number one. You have to measure because without physical measurement, you really don't know what's going on with your body fat. You only know what's going on with your weight. And that leads us to the second point. And the second point is address hydration. We retain water very often because of de dehydration. If you are dehydrated, that's going to signal the body to retain water. You've got to convince your body that you are in an abundant water situation, an abundant hydration situation, and then your body will say, ah, oh, there must be plenty of water around. I don't have to bloat and I don't have to carry it around with, with me. Yes, this is the Sugar Freedom Show, so I'm going to talk about the tonic. Um, apple cider vinegar, one tablespoon, one tablespoon of lemon juice, 16 ounces of water with some stevia to make sure that it's not too sour. You can use a little bit of water and drink it really quick and then chase it with the rest of the water, or you can mix the apple cider vinegar and lemon juice in all of the water. I am very specifically going to address this in a future podcast, bringing you, bringing you the science, uh, the fact that lemon juice is considered a supplement, uh, and that's going to be in a, in a future podcast when I am addressing hydration as its own separate subject. But look, the truth is, is that when I work with my clients and my readers and my coaching students, number one, the first thing I see when their fat loss stalls is that they're not keeping up with their good hydration. So please keep up with it 
and, and I really do believe it'll make a difference. Number three, add anti-inflammatory foods to your meal plan. Some of my favorite anti-inflammatory foods are salmon, tuna, um, wild. If you need um, to save money, you can get wild red salmon in the can. Uh, spinach, asparagus, celery, mushrooms. Those are just a few examples of what I call water-releasing foods. So eating those foods that do that are anti-inflammatory. Other anti-inflammatory foods include walnuts, berries. The thing about nuts and berries, though, is that you do have to be careful about quantity, not just calorie density, but also a little bit higher in natural sugar than uh, and natural carbohydrate than certainly the spinach or the salmon or the tuna. So that's number three, add anti-inflammatory foods. And understand that I am going to be going back and addressing each of these subjects separately. Number four, eliminate inflammatory foods. So you can probably say, well, now didn't she just say that? If we're adding anti-inflammatory foods, aren't we eliminating the inflammatory foods? Of course, you know I don't want you eating sugar and white flour. Um, I really don't, you know, in sugar freedom, we eliminate sugar and grains, all grains, the oats, all of them. We eliminate them, the rice. And the reason is, is that we're dealing with, for, for us in sugar freedom, we're dealing with um, sugar addiction and being overstimulated and just not tolerating carbohydrates well. What I am talking about when you're on a plateau is that you're going to eliminate the inflammatory foods that are already on your food list. For example, every seven or ten days, my readers and clients and students and I are going to have a bonus meal. And for me, my bonus foods, they're cheese, nuts, berries, correct? So what's happening if I get on a plateau is I'm going to go ahead and pull those bonus foods out for a while. One of the best examples I can give you is cheese. I tend to do well with cheese if I measure it, if it's part of a meal, if I'm not standing at the refrigerator eating slices of cheese. But if I hit a plateau, I'm going to pull cheese out, I'm going to pull almonds out, and I'm going to pull walnuts out, and I'm going to eat more spinach and Brussels sprouts and broccoli and carrots and onions, uh, mainly above ground vegetables, but also root vegetables. And I hope that you're understanding this concept. I have my super fat burning foods, and then I have my foods, foods for variety and enjoyment. When I hit a plateau, and when I'm trying to get leaner, below 23-24% body fat, I'm going to be very judicious and I'm going to start pulling back on some of those bonus foods, which for me, once again, are um, cheese, dairy, berries, and nuts. So that's what I'd like you to do if you're hitting a plateau, is pull back on some of those bonus foods. Number five, check your training. Lee Peel, personal trainer Lee Peel, once said, change takes change. And man, boy, do I love a simple statement. Check your training. If you've gotten into the rut, if you're doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, you might need to look for some change. As a certified turbulence trainer, change is built in to the turbulence training content. Craig Ballantyne, who is the creator of turbulence training, sends us as certified trainers new training sessions every single month. And he does his absolute best 
studying the science and being out there to seek out new methods, new exercises, new things that he can add into turbulence training so that we keep getting change and we keep getting progression. When you train, you're headed toward mastery. You want to master the movement. Um, currently now, I am trying to master the unassisted pull-up. A lot of my students are trying to master the full body push-up. But when you arrive at mastery of a movement, then you need to enhance and you need to progress that movement. For example, when, when you master the push-up, at that point you might want to master the elevated push-up. Uh, when you master the plank or rows, you might want to go toward renegade rows. You're looking for new and sophisticated ways to master your training. So check your training. Also, that brings us to number, number six. Check your movement. Training happens in the gym, happens in the studio. It's when you're in there, you are hyper-focused on advancing the abilities and the skills of your body. But number six is check your movement. Make sure that your movement is supporting your fat loss goals. So in other words, I want your movement to be playful, enjoyable. I want you to be learning and studying. So when you're outside of the gym and when you're outside of your turbulence training or whatever your specific training is, I want you to be doing things like walking, doing yoga, going dancing, gardening. I want you to be doing fulfilling movement. Movement that fulfills and enhances your life and in your enjoyment of life. What I would like you to stay away from when you're outside of your training is movement that you don't enjoy, movement that is stressful, movement that is irritating. If you're out there and you're doing something that's irritating your joints, irritating your back, just making you tired and cranky, I need you to eliminate it and take it out. So in other words, if you think you have to go out when you're on your walk or when you're walking your dog, that you got to go out and pound some hills, you know, try to find a way to be like going uphill both ways, please, please don't, especially if you're on a plateau. Outside of your intense and focused training, if you are moving, I want you to be out there looking for ways to make that movement enjoyable and fulfilling. One of the things that I'm going to be doing today, and I'm so excited, is that I have found um, a ballet class with uh, a teacher with an, a really broad background in, um, in methods of ba ballet training, including the Cicchetti method. And for me, when I go into a dance class, I need to make sure that I am taking legitimate dance instruction. I, I do still choreograph and I did work as a dancer. I need to be going into my dance training and getting, getting the best that I can so that I progress. So look for, look for the kind of exercise that's either going to progress your technique or that's going to enhance your enjoyment look for this kind of exercise, stay out of that black hole, stay out of that gray zone when you're out there moving, but you're not having a good time. Another thing about checking your movement, make sure that you're not getting so beat up and exhausted in your training sessions that all you're doing, all you can do is just hit the sofa or soak in a tub. If your training is so hard that it means that you simply collapse outside of training, I'm sorry, I believe that you're training too hard. I've done it myself, I've gone in, I've gotten greedy, I've lifted too heavy, I've pushed myself too hard, 
ended up sore for a week, which means that out of training or outside of class, I'm basically just lying around because I, that's all that I can do. So once again, number six, check your movement. Now, number seven. <laughs> okay, this is really, I think I got into it on the last one. I need to break this out a little bit. Stop working out. So more specifically, no, stop working out. I want you to train, I want you to practice, or I want you to play, or I want you to recover. Anything that you're doing that is just simply trying to grind off the calories, uh-uh. If you're on a plateau and you're somebody who's in training, I just do not think that stuff is going to work. Either dial it down or dial it up. Either train, learn techniques, learn to master new movements, learn to master new weights, or go out there and have fun, or go out there and practice yoga or movement. But no, I really don't want you working out. At the point at which we get to fat loss plateaus, we've got to get sophisticated. You can't, if you're over 30% body fat, you can pretty much, you know, throw any kind of exercise at yourself. And yes, you're going to lose weight. But as you come into those 20s, and certainly as you get closer to breaking that 20% body fat, you've got to get sophisticated with your training. No junk training, no junk movement. You've either got to be trained, training, practicing, or playing or recovering. So this is so important to me and it is what actually made, inspired me to become a personal trainer and certified turbulence trainer. Number eight, address rest and recovery. Meditate, pray, visualize, listen to classical music, walk in nature, and listen. You've got to recover. Hydration, nutrition, and recovery are three of the areas that I see the most in my clients who get stuck. And that means you've got to get at least seven hours of sleep. you got to be there in a dark room, turn off the electronics, turn off the television, and you have got to rest and recover. Uh, practice your faith. Meditate. Walk in nature. Oh, my goodness. And when you go walk in nature, um, sure, I'd love you to listen to this podcast as you walk in nature. But please spend some time just listening, listening to the wind, listening to the trees and the birds. We actually have scientific proof that this is helpful and this lowers stress. And of course, after this podcast, I'm going to be addressing each of these issues separately and bringing you the science bringing you the proof, uh, bringing you the real-world evidence that these techniques work. So address rest and recovery. That's number eight. Number nine, front-load nutrition and finish eating earlier. Um, I had a short conversation with a colleague that I admire so much, a little bit more than a, than a year ago. Um, and we were talking about, is it calories or is it insulin that controls fat release and i think that we both agreed that it was that it was both but when we're when we're chasing calories it can get us into trouble when we're chasing energy balance it can get us into trouble i do believe and my area of specialty um I am a certified fitness nutrition expert by the American Council on Exercise, which means I can talk to you about you know standard processes and, and procedures for good 
um, eating. Now I need to step into my area of personal experience and say that I am talking about personal experience. But for me, uh, what I needed to do was get my insulin under control. And I do, I, I, I test my blood sugar every morning and I like it to be high 70s, low 80s, um, because if my blood sugar is well managed, that means that my insulin levels are down. Um, there is no at-home test for your blood levels of insulin. So um, I'm testing for blood sugar. And I also have the Ketonics blood ketone meter, which shows whether I'm uh, producing um, the, the, the side products of ketones, and that's what tests that. So for me, I'm trying to stay in moderate nutritional ketosis and keeping my blood sugar under control. What that means is, uh, and when I'm talking about front-loading nutrition and finishing eating earlier, for, for me as a female over 50, what I find is, is if I get those vegetables at breakfast, um, spinach, the broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, um, I tend to manage my appetite well all during the day, and I do, I do finish eating relatively early. I'm going to have an early dinner, and very often um, uh, that, that dinner is going to be early. I'm going to have that good breast breakfast, and I'm front-loading nutrition. What it does for me personally is it keeps me from getting triggered and keeps me from overeating. If I'm getting high-quality nutrition in, good protein, good fat, good above-ground vegetables and carbohydrates... My carbohydrates are generally from above-ground vegetables, also carrots and onions. Um, I find that my appetite is well-managed, my hunger is under control or non-existent, and I'm going to finish er eating early, and uh, that way I'm going, going to bed and I'm burning fat all night. And as I said, I am going to go back and I'm going to be addressing the science on all of these 10 topics. And then number 10 is... Do some activity that you enjoy between your last meal of the day and, and between sleep. And this is generally not going to be high-powered, intense activity that can, you know, mess up or crank up your cortisol. You want that to be coming down. But it might be that, you know, if you're eating your dinner like at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, and believe me, I'm eating it that early, like, like a senior, eating like a senior, um, that leaves me time afterward to uh, teach a turbulence training class, but it also leaves me some time to spend, you know, another little more time walking my dog or maybe throwing the frisbee for, for him or doing some movement at night before you go to bed. And once again, this is also addressing those insulin levels and the cortisol levels, <laughs> getting the insulin down, getting the cortisol down so that we can release fat and burn fat overnight. And I know I've said it twice before, but I will say it again. In my next series of podcasts and in my next series of recordings, I'm going to be addressing these issues one by one, one through ten. So there you have it again, top ten things that I do and strategies that I talk about with my readers and clients and students at Gordon Studio to get great results. And once again, I've got to give the high five to my four students who did the in-house Sugar Freedom Challenge of about a month ago, six weeks ago, astonishing result, results. All four of them got results at least a pound a week, and the majority of them uh, lost almost two pounds a week, um, 11, 11, and 13 pounds respectively, and six from one client who had actually taken a challenge before and who was continuing her fat loss. Uh, 
So thank you so much for tuning in to the Sugar Freedom Show. You can find the links to the whole Sugar Freedom program at sugarfreedom.com. You can opt in to my list so I can be sending you recipes and meal plans and training sessions. The way you get on that list is go to sugarfreedom.com slash blog. You'll see a box open up there saying, am I a sugar addict? Put your email in there and I will give you a sample meal plan and you can take the quiz and we can be in contact and I'm happy to deliver you to you all of the helpful tips that my clients and I use and that I continue to use because I am someone who has overcome obesity and overweight. And the way you overcome, overcome obesity and overweight for good is that you keep doing the things that finally got you lean in the first place. So thank you so much for joining me, getting these 10 tips to get off of a fat loss plateau. And I will talk to you soon right here on the Sugar Freedom Show. Bye-bye and have a great day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.